have a bit of a situation where I had recorded an episode with a, a lovely guest speaker and half of the episode recorded and the second half dropped out. So unfortunately, I don't have that episode to post this week. So instead, I thought I would jump on and talk a little bit more about the assessments that I use in the work that I do with my clients. And by assessments, I mean uh, like the workplace assessments, behavioral assessments that sort of help us delve a little bit deeper into uh, career pathway options and exploring potentially what those could look like in different industries and whether that is suited to uh, my client or not. Um, And then we also use that to develop a return to work plan as part of the preparation. So a lot of women or or mums struggle with returning to work preparation because they actually don't really know themselves how to best prepare. And when I say that, I mean, don't know themselves deep enough to know, okay, this is what triggers me and this is my personality. How do I adjust this so that I can better plan and transition into the workplace? So for example, if you're somebody who really thrives under pressure or somebody who is the total opposite of that, you would have a very different experience and there's no one size fits all preparation plan. You really have to dig a little bit deeper into what are some of your triggers or stresses, what are some of your strengths and how to play on those strengths. Anyway, so I thought I would jump in here and and talk to you guys a little bit more about that because I have had a few of my clients or new clients just ask me a little bit about how I go about the counseling and coaching um, practice and some of the things that we we delve into but basically managing time and being organized doesn't necessarily come easy to everyone so others are a lot more organized and me I feel like this can be purely biological so your genetics or it could be a learned or self-taught skill. However, I also think that it's a mix of both. I think both factors can play a huge role in this. It also comes down to tendencies and productivity style. So what tasks light you up? What tasks you absolutely dread? So the tasks that light you up, you're going to be more drawn to. You're naturally going to prioritize those tasks rather than having a look at okay yes these are my wants these are my needs these are my have to do's so understanding yourself a little bit more in that aspect and helping yourself narrow down into that a little bit more will help with the overall preparation so I stumbled across Patrick Lencioni back when I was working in in human resources uh, and organizational development. I think maybe it was like 2016, um, 2017. Um, 
his books are amazing the leadership fables that he does are just so easy to read and it really breaks down a particular theory or some sort of work that he's done in real life into sort of like a fictitious fictitious novel so when you're reading it you feel like you're actually reading a story a journey but in the background you're actually learning these really important principles depending on the particular theme so absolutely love him he's amazing so Lencioni and his team from the table group they actually look at this deeply so the whole tendencies and productivity style and they've actually compiled an assessment that I like to use and that's called the working genius so like I said before it delves deep into differing productivity styles and how this impacts certain projects, how this impacts teams and actually even family life at home. They actually have a podcast too, where they really, really talk about each of the different working geniuses that fit within that assessment and how to really incorporate that into work life, home life, friend life, like literally anything. It's amazing. It's really, really good. I'll link it in the show notes. Now I actually completed this assessment when I first stumbled across it and then I got Tony to do it. I always get Tony to do things, um, to, to experiment with him and he's my little guinea pig sometimes. Um, and I actually found while Tony and I are quite similar, there are some differences, which I feel like we probably knew, but we didn't really, really, like maybe unconsciously we knew, but we never really verbally spoke about it or it just really added some meaning to why each of us behaves a certain way. But basically yeah, we realized that there are some differences which helps us in splitting up home tasks and life admin in general. So some of the tasks that Tony enjoys doing could be some of the tasks that I absolutely hate doing. And I mean, coordinating and project managing this house build, I couldn't think of anything worse. And I think Tony, if actually you know sat him down and and really asked him you know did you enjoy doing it he would say "Uh, no but he actually has that tendency style to be quite good at it and it actually doesn't mentally drain him as much as say me if I was to do it I would be absolutely mentally drained super stressed out just yeah it's, it's really interesting really really fascinating Um, And then another awesome assessment that I use in my work with clients is DISC. So formally, this assessment is typically used in workplace settings. So I've used it with clients um, more in in my consulting with Ford HR and and prior to that, but um, using it for like team building, recruitment and selection processes, project planning. So if we've got a certain project we're about to launch, who are the types of people that we want on that project? And just just things like that, that's more organizational um, or organizationally driven. However, I also find it super useful with career pathway exploration and mapping with my clients. So it's actually a really, really fun tool to use. And I find that, again, once you have a little bit more clarity around your productivity style and your behavioral style, 
things start to make a little bit more sense around why you may not have really enjoyed a particular role or why you're just changing jobs every you know two years and look i know the millennials and the younger generation typically do change jobs every few years and there's some really really um great research out there that says that it's actually quite beneficial but of course there are um some weaknesses to that but basically this tool is super super useful um i i find that again you can use this in a in a parenting situation so like always using tony as an experiment for these uh, there were certain areas about his style that just makes so much more sense to me so like why he behaves a certain way in a certain situation and sort of how to navigate him when he's feeling stressed and under the pump and yeah and using it with with clients in in a career coaching and counseling setting is is super useful as well I actually find some of my clients will say to me oh like could we send an assessment to my partner or is there like a free online disc assessment tool that you think is really good that they could do so I can learn a little bit more about them it's actually really funny so a little bit of a backstory around the DISC model so it's an acronym that stands for the four main personality profiles described in the model the original theory behind DISC began with the work of William Moulton Marston back in 1928 and was first described in his book Emotions of Normal People. So the acronyms, D stands for dominance, which is a task-focused and direct personality type. So you've either got your task-focused personality types, there's two that fit into that, or you've got your people-focused personality types. And again, two people sit into that. And then Again, there could be one task focused or there is one task focused personality type that's quite direct with their thoughts and processes. But then there's also another personality type that is task focused, but they're more indirect with their thoughts and processes, thoughts and, and feelings. So they won't necessarily have the confidence or they won't necessarily it doesn't necessarily come naturally to them to just tell somebody how they're feeling. So D, the first the first letter of, of DISC, stands for dominance, like I said before, task-focused, direct, personality type that's driven, strong-willed, and fast-paced. Then you've got an I style. So I represents the influencing type. So this style is people-focused, direct, sociable, impulsive and interactive sorry excuse me <coughs> s represents more of the steady types of people so this actually makes up most of our population and again this style is people focused but more indirect so they're not as likely to tell you how they're feeling they're probably the type that would just hold it in and respond in a different way, whether it be behavioral or withdrawing or whatever it may be, or they tend to just bottle it all up and then they just have this major outburst. And so these 
the steady types are um, they're the stable personalities. They're the supportive personalities. They're the insincere, the the sincere people. Not insincere. They're very sincere. Then finally, you have the C styles. So they're the types who are more compliant or conscientious. So those types are task focused and indirect. So again, they're really focused on the task at hand, similar to the D styles, but more of that indirect approach. And then when you've got your, um, your I styles and your S styles, they're the people focused people. The people focused people are very concerned with the people and how a, a major change in the workplace or something negative that's happening happening how's it going to affect the people rather than how's that going to affect the process of the project or something that's a little bit more like task focused less people focused so the c styles they're more concerned with the straight facts they're normally the careful and cautious type that like to work at a slower and regimented pace so as you can imagine there could be a number of workplace clashes or just um, clashes within teams or internal conflicts with yourself because you're just in a role that is really, for example, if you're an I style and you're in a role that is solely C style type position and tasks, you are absolutely going to hate that. And there are, there are, a widespread of, of different combinations and I'll get into that but a widespread of combinations that um, give somebody yes say they're an I style but they also might have a little bit of D and a little bit of S so those those other tendencies that sort of fit within that but basically yeah a lot of the time if there is some real conflict with yourself about a particular role it can be due to the fact that you are in in the wrong type of position it's not really suited to your style so basically within these four types there can be up to 12 different scales within the assessment so depending on the type of test you do for example on the surface you may be an i style however a more in-depth assessment may reveal that you have other behavioral tendencies that sit within our other personality types from the assessments i've completed my results have come back with an ISC style combination. So that's influencing, supporting slash steadiness, and then uh, conscientiousness. So this can sometimes change depending on your environment. So my natural style, when I'm most comfortable, say at home or with family and friends, is ISC. And then when I'm at work, I actually adapt into an ICS style. So that's me falling back into following rules, procedures, making sure things are done a certain process, but having that real influencing people focus in the initial sense. And that's probably just the industry that I'm in as well, um, working in, in human resources, career counseling and coaching is just sort of following that step-by-step process. Um, and then having a people focus you know those roles are very 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 people focused type positions so i'm naturally drawn to those types of of industries and roles 
So that's a real high level overview of some of the assessment tools that I use in my work with my clients. Uh, These are probably the most, let's say, psychometric style assessments that I would use. Um, Some of the other things that I I like to use is the Myers-Briggs. We also do a lot of work with um, motivational mapping and understanding what are your different motivations and the hierarchy of those. Some of the other ones that I like to use includes the flower method. I really, really enjoy using the flower method. I find that really fun to do. And so do my clients, it's really easy for us to sit down and, and do that together. There's career goal mapping. So understanding what are the goals, short-term, long-term, how do we reach those goals uh, there's the assessment of temperament and values, so understanding your own temperament and values at a much, much deeper level and how that influences career pathway options. Then, of course, there's aptitude testing, which is focused on natural abilities. Just a whole bunch of different um, tools and, and, and really, really handy tips that we sort of pull together and, and really help somebody along the way. Um, And yeah, look, so those assessments, um, like I said, they are some, not all that I use, particularly around the career pathway discovery and mapping out a useful return to work plan that's really tailored to the client's style. I try not to use a one size fits all approach. I really get to know the client, understand, understand their their personality, their home life, influencing factors, their situation, the industry they're in or the industry that they're wanting to get into and really tailor tailor the approach. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that personality traits, motivations, situations change over time, which is why I am a true believer of not staying in the same role and or industry forever there are very few number of people that do and it is really healthy to to change companies or switch up industries study something that you're really interested in this particularly rings true for me personally especially being a primary carer and I think this is probably something that most primary carers feel which again is mostly mothers, but sometimes the fathers. And I think that is probably why me personally, I'm so focused on helping and supporting these primary carers, the mums, and and I've got two clients that are actually dads, but really supporting them because I find in my line of work, a lot of fear, anxiety, and stress about returning to work isn't so much getting back into work. It's more the fact that the role and or industry no longer lives up to the expectations you have as a primary carer. And because everyone's circumstance is so different, we're influenced by different factors. It's important for me to be very fluid in my approach with my clients and offer a a real tailored process for each of my clients. Anyway, (laughs) I could literally talk about this for hours. 
I'm so interested in this space and really try to lean on a number of different modalities depending on the situation and desired outcomes of my clients. So if you are interested in these, I um, am more than happy to answer any questions that you may have. If you want to contact me through Instagram or send me an email, you can send it directly to my inbox, which is lily.ed at theprofessionaledit.com. I also do these uh, one-on-one consultations where you can order a DISC profile or a Working Genius profile assessment, complete that and do a consultation with me just to really break that down. So yeah, offer those those one-on-one consultations as a once-off thing. And then if you decide that you want to work a little bit more around really delving into the types of industries or university courses, TAFE courses, any additional study that you need to do to get into those industries or into a particular role we can um, set up sessions afterwards but yeah basically to summarize I find that when using these assessments to help a client identify potential career pathway options that's suited to them they are really useful in identifying whether a particular role or industry that say they were thinking about getting into may potentially cause dissatisfaction and or disengagement disengagement due to the inherent requirements of that position, which goes against a person's or a particular person's drivers and motivations and actually ignites those stresses and demotivations, which, yeah, in turn is shit. It's not going to be great. You're not going to enjoy it. Anyway, that's enough of me chatting. A reminder that I also have a few spots remaining for the return to work preparation workshops running on both Wednesday the 12th and 19th of April. I'll be running two sessions on both days. The 10 a.m. slot on the 19th of April has sold out. However, I still have availability for 7.30 p.m. on that day, as well as 10 a.m. and 7.30 p.m. on the 12th of April. And just a reminder that it is Australian Eastern Standard Time. And I'll add the ticket links in the show notes. Thanks.